Hello, Live Central Youth, and welcome to another weekly edition of our podcast. If you haven't guessed already, my name's Andy, and I am joined by a really good mate of mine, Linz West. Linz, it's great to have you with us. Come on, man. It's good to see you, bro. How's it going? Yeah, mate, I am really good. Um, and you're absolutely it, buzzing it, in your red Liverpool top. <laughs> yeah, it, it, we are recording this the morning after Liverpool have been crowned champions of England, so my voice first is a little bit croaky. Hang on, isn't it the first premiership? It's the first prem, isn't it? Yeah, but football football didn't start in 1992, mate, so it's our 19th league title. Um, so, but... <laughs> All right, league titles, but this is the first actual <laughs> premiership title. <laughs> it is, since it was called the Premier League, but yes, our young people are sick and tired of me talking about football, so I'm not, I'm not going to focus on that. Um, but, Linz, no, it's no. so, so good to have you. Have you. Um, some of our young people might might know who you are. Some might not have heard yeah. of you. Um, I think yeah. for me, on a on a personal level, like I, I've known Linz for for a really long time now, um, and I don't think I've ever talked to you about this, Linz. But like like you, Linz, have had a huge influence in me on me of what I do. Um, so I remember when you were in the Worldwide Message Tribe back in the yeah. day, uh, which you know anyone who's over the age of 25 might remember the, the Worldwide Message Tribe and the Tribe. Like, yeah. I remember being, being 15, 16, going to things like Planet Life, going to youth events in, in Liverpool and Manchester and seeing what you guys were doing and just thinking, that's what I want to do with my life. Not yeah, well. you know, jump around on stage, but that's what I want to tell people about Jesus. And like, yeah. like the Tribe were, were, were a huge part of my journey. And I was there fangirling on the front row sometimes. Um, but like, like even then, like just just how we've got to know each other since yeah. then, and, and you know, we worked together when I lived in Manchester and when I was working on prisons, and Linz did a bit of mentoring with me, and just um, just become really good friends. And I think I'm yeah. really grateful for the influence that you've had on me um, and my ministry um, and my life, Linz. Um, oh, mate, so, thank you, bro. It's so, it's one of those un, it's one of those unseen things, isn't it? Like you you, you don't really know. The conversations you're having, or realise what the you know the impact you're having on the on on a life when you're just having a conversation, or just doing doing what you you know you're calling and what God's called you to do. And I think mm. um, there's a few people that have kind of said, "Oh, mate, do you remember that?" And I'm like, "Wow, no, I didn't even I didn't even know." So, mate, I'm honoured. Thank you, bro. Yeah. So, Linz, tell us tell us just a little bit of of what you do, of what LZ Seven is, and, and kind of what what you spend your time doing when it's not coronavirus lockdown. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, so LZ7, uh, it, the, the name means Landing Zone 7. And um, a lot of people, like a lot of kids in school ask us this. So we go into between 80 and 100 high schools every year when we're not in Corona. And we couple that with going on tour, like on mainstream tours. So I dropped, dropped a, a tour with uh, Jason Derulo. And just before lockdown came in, we were set to go on tour with the Chainsmokers. So we, we do the kind of mainstream stuff and that creates a platform to then go into schools and, and, and tell young people about hope and about a message of you're worth something, don't give up. And we do, we focus a lot on kind of current issues like self-harm, suicide, um, self-esteem, purpose, knife crime. So we're just about to launch this new initiative in London um, and in the cities across the country where we're doing like an anti-knife crime tour and we inspire young people. If they're caught in this kind of lifestyle that they can actually be part of the change instead of part of the problem they can drop their knife into a knife bin in their local park and we'll turn their knives into gyms and then we're going to send gym instructors to the park 
to work alongside these guys and, and be like a big brother figure, a, a kind of dad figure, a role model, that type of person. Um, but it started by literally, I was in the tribe and the tribe came to an end and I was still, I was kind of like the young kid in the tribe at the time because um, we were, and, and they were like, right, we're going to move on to different things. And I was like, great. The, the message doesn't change as in like telling people about Jesus and how much that people are worth, but the method might. So we, me and a mate of mine who's a DJ, um, Lewis, we just went, well, then let's, let's just see what we can do. So we just started to literally open up for other bands and just drop a load of beats and just bar over the top. And I'd watch things like, you know, Bam in a Name and Adapt, and, uh, who's one of our mates. And, and I'd seen the, the impact of, of what music can do. And I'd seen it in the tribe as well. So we booked our first gig and we went into prison. So when you were working in prison, our first show was in Hindley Young Offenders with like 400 yeah. prisoners just sat there looking at us like that. And I, I'm, in, I'm in no way, like, I, I don't mind clowning on myself. I'm in no illusion <laughs> that I know that I look like Chef Ramsay's little brother. And I know <laughs> that I am a white kid that bounces around. But I promise you, mate, as soon as we turn the music on, within about 20 seconds, these lads all were like, what, what, what? Looking at each other. One kid jumps up at the back sort of fist pumps his mate and started break dancing. And that was it. He, he, run, he runs around the side of the room and he runs past me. I thought he was going to jaw me on the way past. He runs past me and backflips off the wall. And the, the prison officers were like, what? And they started running toward. And then they realised, actually, these lads are literally, they're getting so moved by this. This is incredible. Smiling. Uh, people that hadn't spoken to each other for years or people that are fighting gangs. All that. They all came together and the, the music did it. And uh, trust me, Andy, I, my, my fi I was that scared. My fingers were green before I went on stage. I stood backstage, like backstage, not in a stage. It was like a speaker system <laughs> and, a, and a set of decks. And I, I was dripping with sweat, fear. I was so scared. I was just like, what in the world is going on? And then, we, honestly, within about 30 seconds, it went off. And all these lads were like, yo, that was sick, mate, mate. What was that? That was amazing. And then they, they come up afterwards and they said, um, I said, I said, hang on a minute, like, where, where did that come from? Like, where, you went from zero to hero in about like 30 seconds. And they say, well, you know, 24 hours of the day we're locked up and we get one hour out. And for that one hour, you turn the music on and we turn into 12 year old boys. Like it, there was something, there's some kind of freedom bringing thing in that music. And I said, well, yeah. I'm a church. And I said, oh, you know, I broke it down. So I'm a church boy. And, and, and I believe that, that, that God sets you free on the inside even though you might be trapped on the outside he sets you free on the inside from all the rubbish that you've ever done said thought woke up this morning thinking you're a piece of rubbish sat in your cell sat in your pads i think that god brings you freedom on the inside even though the outside isn't and these lads was really moved by it and i was like the music created the platform to be able to speak that to them because if i'd just mm -hmm. gone in there look you know the way that i am and just said hey do you know what god comes to set you free set you... it would have just been shut down so i just thought that was the start of the journey of, of what we do. And, and then I realized if you can move 400 like gnarly 18 to 21 year old prisoners, you can definitely move a bunch of year 10s that think they're bad boys and just have a load of fun. So I just clown on myself. I'm, I take the, I rip myself to pieces as a joke to kind of like break down the barriers of, of actually, do you know what? Welcome to our world. So when we walk into a, to a high school with a bunch of year 10s and they're all looking at us like we landed from Mars, it's almost the same reaction as it is in a prison and it's not us you know it's god moving through the through the music to kind of impact people and it's kind of hard. sometimes i say this you know we i don't necessarily write the music for christian kids per se as in like this is for the soul survivor festivals of this world i kind of write it for the the kid that was sat, sat on the edge that was me that would stand at the back of the gig and be wondering what was going on and 
like I'd go to Soul Survivor and I'd go to um, some of the festivals because there was pretty girls there and I thought, you know, this is a good place to go and pull. And, and then I'd stand at the back and I'd listen to it and I'd be, I wouldn't really engage in the worship stuff. I wouldn't really engage in what they're saying. But as soon as they turn the music on, like as soon as like, I don't know, bands came on and the Worldwide Message Tribe came on or DJ came on, I was, I was zoned in. I was, and it was, I just realised that music has this, this way to, to, to cross platforms, universal language, colour, background, heritage, class, wherever you're from. Music is like an umbrella that can really unite people and, um, and have a really positive impact. And I became a Christian through someone sharing their story in the middle of a set in their music. And I'm on my knees wow. like going, wow, flipping it. And, and, and I thought, if that can do it to me, and I wasn't a particularly bad kid. You know, I was party boy, which I probably still am a little bit. I'd pull my T-shirt up, I'd run naked around the block for a dare, you know, that kind of stuff. I wasn't... <laughs> I wasn't I wasn't Mr. Fighter or Gangman. Gang I was just a, I was just a laugh. I was just a bit of a, a bit of a joker. And I thought, if it can do that to me, then I think we can move the hardest kids yeah. in school. And wow. I, I love doing it because it reaches people. There's really beautiful like symmetry there of like how you led some, how you were led to Jesus and introduced yeah. to Jesus is yeah. how you're leading other people to Jesus. Like yeah, that's yeah. that's. That's just what God does, isn't it? Like God, God turns that stuff and goes, oh, yeah, yeah I'm going to use you in the way that I use somebody else. And yeah, um, yeah. I was reflecting with some of our gap year guys about how like, a youth worker came into my church and made a huge difference in my life. And, and now that's, that's my job, is that I'm a youth yeah. worker in a church and trying to help young yeah. people find and follow Jesus. Linz, tell yeah. us just a little bit about... like. Um, what you actually do when you go into a school and what a, what yeah, a week yeah. in schools looks like. And maybe, maybe tell yeah. us one of, one of like your most powerful, like what's one of the best things that you've seen God do when you've been on a school's week. I'm sure you've seen loads of stuff. Yeah, totally. Um, so <clears throat> we started this thing called Illuminate, which is, it's basically Matthew five 14. You're the light of the world, you know, shine. And I didn't want to call it shine. didn't want to call it, you know, some kind of, cheesy name I was just like well let's just call it Illuminate like just and everyone thinks it's Illuminati when we're walking to school and they're like Illuminati's in no way I'm like no no it's Illuminati everyone's doing the triangles yeah yeah there you go they're all doing this sixes and stuff um and uh and so we 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 approach a city and we'll say to all the churches in the city hey listen we'd we'd love to come to to the schools um we're going to be on tour doing this this Illuminate tour and we partner with the country's largest nightclub network so if there's a nightclub in your local city your local town we can get the venue for free. And it, it almost makes it attractive to a young person because where's every young person want to be on a Friday night? If they can get there for a fiver, it'd probably be in a nightclub. So this, this guy just said, look, I want to give back. Um, he was in a meeting and he was effing and jeffing at me and he was going, I want to give back. I want to do something. I, I was a DJ. I now own the country's largest nightclub networks. I love what Elsa 7 does. You can have the venues for free. So I was like, what? And this is like... Three years ago, just before we started the Illuminate Tour, and I was like, run that again? And he said, yeah, I own like Lucid, Fiction, um, Prism, every, all of them. I own all those nightclubs. And I was like, no flipping way. He said, yeah, you can have them. I said, on Friday night? He said, yeah. And I said, so I'll open the doors at seven and I'll finish by 10. You can open the nightclub by 11. And he went, pucker, you can have all the door staff, all the bar staff, all the management for free. Wow. So I was like, my mouth hit the floor. And I was like, yo, this is a new model of how we can actually take the life-changing message of Jesus young people in a way that they'll understand, but also in a venue that they're cool to go in. Now, the biggest thing for me and you at the moment, and I'm sure it is for young people out there, the biggest key turn is the parents. So 
if we go into school, so the Illuminate tour looks like this. We go five days, five different schools with one band, and we'll do year seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven in one school. Seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven in the next school. The next day, the youth pastor from that church that's got us in there will go back and sell the tickets for the Friday night. So day one, Monday happens, and it all kicks off, and then suddenly it all starts to get viral. So kids start. And it's pester power. So kids are pester. Yo, have you seen this band? Another band, another, you know, you get a DM. Oh, you coming to my school? I'm in Peterborough too. Or I'm in East London. You come in it? And it starts going round. <clears throat> By day five on Friday, you know, we've shifted between 800 and 1,000 tickets. So sold the wow. night come out. And it's all because there's, there's like different things that work where, where we come back and we sell the ticket. We put a value on it. So it's a fiver. It's not a lot of money, but it puts a value on it. So they're actually, and then we give, we give a load of away competitions in lessons. I put a pedometer on their foreheads with a headband and people have to headband <laughs> as hard as they can to get the highest count. And they win a free ticket or, and then on the Friday night, we'll give away a 50 pound, Nando, 50 pound Nando's voucher, Air Force Ones, you know, giveaway for the stupidest, stupidest selfie. So it's all kind of like intertwined into this message mm. of, of hope and we're for you, we're with you. And then, um, Andy, we're seeing like parents turn up to the places now. So we have to make parent areas, a 250-seater area of seats where parents wow. can come, because you've got chopper parents that are kind of bothered about their kids, which is great. We're saying to the kids, well, they're saying, oh, they won't let me go without them. I'm like, well, then they've got an area. They can come and sit down. So in Gravesend, little town in Kent, the last tour we did um, in 2019, we had a 250-seat parent area with a 700-capacity seven, um, auditorium. And the parents area was packed with all the dads giving it this. Like, properly no And at the end, at the end, they're all coming up, shaking my hand, going, Yo, if I'd ever heard Jesus spoken to me like that when I was a kid, I would have been a Christian by now. Wow. I said, oh, did you respond? And he goes, yeah, my whole family has. My, my wife has. They've all just responded with you and put their hand up and put Jesus in the driving seat. And I'm like, that's because it's in, it's in a venue that's, that's okay for them. Because yeah. as soon as you say, come to St. Chad's or St. Cuthbert's and it smells and bells, the stereotypes <laughs> just go up straight away. Now, yeah. I'm, not saying, I'm not saying that's bad, but what I'm saying is, you know, when, when Matt, uh, Jesus said, go and make, go and make disciples of all nations, he didn't say, come and make, he said, go and make. So I'm like, well, where does everyone want to go? They, 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 they wouldn't mind being in a nightclub, having a rave, and then hearing the message of hope in Jesus. Mm. So I'm asking, when we kickstart again after COVID, I'm asking all the churches in the local towns and cities to down tools, and they respond on a Friday night, and then they come back to church on a Sunday night in the club. And the clubs are going to give us them for free. So they'll open up the doors and you can come back and do Youth Alpha, come back and do some of our discipleship resources, whatever it is you want to do in the club where they've responded on Friday night. So you're then getting parents Amazing. and families. So we're doing that around the nation. We've got, um, we had 41 sort of set up, like penciled in to go and do, 41 towns and cities. We've done uh, 27, I believe, so far in, uh, in two years. And that, you know, that's hundreds of high schools because it's not just one band. We'll then take Governor B with us and he'll do another five schools. And then Faith Child, they'll do another five. And then we'll all put the gig on at the end. And, um, and it's just really seeing a tipping point in the town back to, back to Jesus. And, yeah. and I, I, I really believe that in a hope, you know, our, our young people in the, in the UK right now are classed as one of the hopeless less nations in the world. And that's a really hard pill to swallow when, you know, I, I know that, that we're better than that. And I think mm. God's, got, God's got a better plan than that. And, I, and I'm, and I'm kind of like adamant that we can go and tell people about hope and carry this message to the lost, the last and the least. And I think the music and the schools mm. tours really help and then the mainstream stuff really helps. And that's how we kind of like marry those two worlds together, really. Wow. And I, and I reckon, 
most of our young people listening to this are thinking, Andy, why haven't you booked LZ7 yet? Andy, get it sorted, get it sorted. And, and we'll work on it, we'll work on it. We'll have a conversation about money lens and see what we can do. Mate, um, honestly, look, but, you're, in, you're in Birmingham, right? Yeah. So Prism Nightclub at the top of Gas Street, behind Gas Street, holds yeah. two and a half thousand. That's their flagship club. I went there for a presentation recently. Right. Free. And you've got breakout rooms. You've got, you can have that right. menu for, for nothing. Could we, anyway. could, could we say it for the tour, but just have Prism Nightclub for my birthday party? 100%. That'd be sick. <laughs> <laughs> but mate, mate, like most of, our, most of our young people are like, like really passionate. Like we, we've just done an, an event on YouTube called Cruise Live. Um, we're, not, we're not a massive church, but we had over 120 live viewers. The majority wow. of our young people all invited one of their friends to watch live wow. on YouTube. Um, a lot of them joined us. We've had we've had nearly 500 views on the on the on the video since, um, wow. which isn't which isn't do you know what I mean. We're not we're not going to be we're not going to be on MTV anytime soon. But you know, yeah. it's it's our young people really are passionate about inviting their mates and talking to their mates about Jesus, which is phenomenal. And um, there is that balance of like like you go and tell, but you also invite to come and see as well. Um, and so, what what advice would you Give to our young people. <laughs> my little boy's just come. Away. My little boy's sat here and he just looked up at you in your kit and he goes, Liverpool stink. You need to be some better parents in there. Totally distracted. <laughs> I know. Go on. What was the, uh, the question again? What, so, what advice? So, so, yeah, what advice would you give to our young people who are trying to tell their mates about Jesus, trying to invite them along to stuff? Yeah, yeah. And, and uh, like, how how can they represent Jesus? Because not they they can't all you know stand up and rap on stage. Like, what yeah. what can they do to tell their mates about Jesus? Absolutely. Um, so there's a statistic uh, going around about um, it's not actually going around. It's done by the BBC. Uh, so the BBC did a did a survey on sixty thousand eleven to eighteen year olds, and they found they did a load of like I think it was about a hundred questions about. Um, like lifestyle questions without realizing these kids were answering about what they look for in a role model, what they look for in, um, uh, in, in, in lessons and schools. And the, the result came back that when 60 out of 60,000 young people, when they're looking for someone who is um, like a role model or big brother or someone they talk to, what they're looking for. And it was 91% authenticity. Wow. So I kind of, I took that and I was like, so it's not about whether you're black. It's not about whether you've got a story. It's not about whether you're in a gang. It's not about, it's just that you're authentic. So if you truly believe it, authentically stand for it and just share your story, right? So then let's go on to the story part, right? In a, in, in a, in a young person's brain or in our, our brain, it takes less calories for you to focus on a video, which is why Call of Duty, YouTube and um, every other social media is so, because it takes less for you to concentrate, right? The closest to that, stories so in the lesson i'll show video music story video music story and it basically keeps kids attention spans because it, it uses less calories but it has 90 percent attention on it so in in a social situation with your mates if you tell your story people just zone in mm. they're just like whoa yeah is that true is that what happened to you and it doesn't have to be the most radical story it doesn't have to be the most like i was like this and now i'm like that it could be thinking up like I don't know the other day I came up with a story about my little boy Jack and he was asking me about um and it's a stupid it's a stupid story but he was fully zoned in 
and uh, he sat on the end of a dinghy and we're going down the River Mersey, right? And he sat on the end. And he's, did you hear what he said? He goes, that's not funny. <laughs> yeah. And he's, eat, he's, eat, he's eating his, 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 he's eating his, um, we got a packed lunch out. And, he's, and he sat on the end of the boat and, uh, and he said, why can't I jump in, Dad? Why can't I jump in? I said, because there's Viles disease in there, like Viles disease. And in my head, I'm like, this is, this is good. And he says, what's Viles disease? I said, it's rat's pee. And if it gets in your system, gets in your eyes, gets in your mouth or goes up your widgie, I said, it's going to send you mad. I said, it sends you crazy. And he was like, really? And he's, you know, when someone's food starts doing this, that little mad, he's going, really? And I'm like, yeah, yeah. And I, and I said, so when I got it, when I was 15, I said, I said, when I, when I got it, when I was 15, they said, if I ever get near Viles disease, I'll go mad again, like instantly go mad. And he was like, what? And I said, yeah. And I literally, when I stand, I started, I looked out the boat like that and just stared for like <laughs> 10 seconds. And Jack's leaning in and I just went, Bruh! like that. And he leapt out the boat into the water, I fell into the water. I go scrambling over the boat and I grabbed him as quick as I could in his buoyancy. I'd get him back in the boat. You did it. I, I did? You only fell in. I had to go and get you. And, uh, and he was like, blah, 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 like covered in like all the, you know, the nastiness of the River Mersey. But the thing was, is, I was telling you a story and Jack was zoned in. As soon as I started to tell you a story then, Andy, you zoned right in. You just literally yeah. went into the screen then. Because as soon as you tell a story, the, 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 the concentration it brings on someone else's face is like, is that really? really? That's not the funniest story on the planet. But my point was, in that thing was, coronavirus has hit you like a bah. And some of you feel like you've been dropped in the deep end. Some of you mm. feel like you've been left for dead and... It's a hopeless situation. You can't see your way out of it. But I tell you what, there's a verse in the Bible that says, I leave the 99 and go after the one. So like me, I scrambled over that boat and I grabbed Jack as quick as I could because he's my boy and he's worth something. So in a similar way, that's the way that God goes after you. So when you feel like you've been hit by something and you're in the drink, he's coming after you. You just have to use the buoyancy yeah. to Anyway, and I gave that story and I just thought, for a young person who's in Corona now, and you've got social media, and there might be someone listening now, you've got social media, start telling your stories and start thinking, like, how does that link to, like, it could be the most tenuous link. That means it, it might be you're just kind of getting it to work. It could be tenuous, but it will work because people will want to hear what's been going on. They'll want to know, hang on, you're talking about a hope story there. You're telling me I, I can get through this. You're telling me that there is more to life than this. There's, there's, a, there's a hope and a purpose and a future for me right now in, this, in the midst of this pandemic. That's when people will listen because you're telling them your true story. Yeah, so good, Linz. One of the things that we always say is that you, you don't have to know everything to share something. Exactly. Um, and so often I think young people feel like, you know, I've, I've got to be able to explain the Big Bang Theory and evolution and I've got to be able to explain this and that. And, mm. um, yeah, I did a lesson in a school once and, and this kid started quoting verses in the Bible that I'd never heard of. And, and I was like, stopped for a moment and then I was like but that's that's not the God that I know he was quoting Old Testament and right. and then I was I just found a way to go this is the God that I understand and, yeah, yeah. and got it round to sharing story and I think yeah, yeah. it's story so so key um, and so so powerful um, and also the Holy Spirit's going to do in 10 seconds what you can do in 10 years you know yeah you, you, if you're if you're open to I always say this before we, before we step on stage, before we do anything, look, God, just use the tools that are in our hands, like whatever it is. That could, for me, could be a, a drop of a, of a beat. It could be like, I don't know, afterwards chatting to a kid, but just use those tools. And then that's allowing the Holy Spirit space to just go, I'm going to speak to you. 
and there's going to be a nugget that comes out that you're going to go, where did that come from? Flipping heck. And I, I find it all the time. I go, I didn't even know that. I didn't even, I didn't even realize that I knew that. And then it, it comes out and I'm like, it just allows the Holy Spirit to be, uh, for you to be an open, ve- an open vessel and like a, like a, something that is effective and used because you're letting him use you rather than you use you. Mm. Yeah. Get what so I mean? good, mate. It's really good. And, and I think, I think sometimes we, we may well neglect the prayer aspect. We, we might think that it's all on us. And so we go away going, oh, flip and mess that up because I've got my words mixed up. And, uh, yeah. and actually it's, a, it's that thing of like, you, you act like it all depends on you, but you pray like it all depends on God. And I think, yeah, yeah, yeah. um, just covering that and praying for each and every conversation with you, that you have with your mates and, and keeping that relationship going. Um, yeah. Linz, just want to do want to pick up something that you dropped earlier. You dropped in two names of Jason Derulo and the Chainsmokers. Like, <laughs> so, so you were you you were did you on catch, tour. Did you, did, did you catch the name drop? Did you catch it? Mate, it back? Mate, I caught it. I caught it. Yeah. I'm surprised you didn't mention them as well at the same time. Um, <laughs> so you you, t- you taught you were the support act for Jason Derulo's tour. Yeah. Like, yeah. mate. Tell us what that was like. And did, did you get to meet him and hang out with Jason Derulo? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it was amazing. And it was, it was the first time that I stepped on a stage. Now, obviously, you know that we've been going. Our first single came out in 2010. And we were doing prisons from 2008. So we'd been, we'd been going like, and we went on tour in, at the end of, end of 2018, beginning of 2019. So we've been going 10 years. And for you and me, like LZ7 in, in the kind of like church world or big church day out world, it's quite a household name. People know us. Like they know what we do and how we do it. And, and you know, there's a big, it's, it's good in a good way. I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean, it's, there's, um, there's a good following. Mate, I stepped up on those stages. Not one person had ever heard of us. Never knew who LZ7 was. Had never been in church. Never had any kind of experience of it. And it was almost like it was our first gig. Like I felt like I walked on stage without my underwear. Like I was like... <laughs> And these the arenas were packed out like fifteen, twenty thousand every night, and it was a really special feeling to go. Now this is really going to the rest of the world. Yeah, like, this is going to where people would never even think about stepping in church ever. So that that part of the tour was just it for me was incredible. Like I I, I felt like um, I'd walked into my sweet spot, and we did we were we were given a half an hour set, so we did like six or seven songs. And um, halfway through, um, t- towards the end of the set, I did this whole spoken words. And I went up to, on the first day of the tour, I went up to Jason's manager. <clears throat> and I was like, hey, bro, um, thanks for having us on the tour. I said, my name's Lynn from LZ7. He's like, oh, dude, LZ7, my gosh. You, you guys kill it, man. It's high energy, man. I'm looking forward to it. And I was like, yeah, thanks, man. I said, um, I, said I'm a, I don't know whether you knew, but I'm, I'm a bit of a church boy. Like, I'm churchy. And, and am, I, am I cool to sort of like share my faith is that is that all right i said if not you know and i'm and i'm really treading carefully i was like if not you know no worries it's all good i can sh- just share you know what i'm sharing <clears throat> and he goes bro look look, look here, this it's your mic you, we've got you on the tour because we think you're worth it you share what you need to share jason's gonna wow. share his story callum scott's gonna share his story you share your story so i got up i did this spoken word that was about jesus being the biggest peacemaker so it was like a knife crime thing and we led everybody to a, a website called peacemaker.life. And this was the launch of our Knives Down Initiative in London. Led everyone to the website, sign a petition, and then you get a free song. And that was it. But the spoken word went right into the Jesus bit, the cross, 
right the way back to wow. him. I believe his name was Jesus. He fought for us, blah, blah, blah. And then, honestly, Andy was getting standing ovations in every single arena. Like, people properly, like this. And I'm looking out, and, I, and you know, Nathan Milnes, he's a stalwart mank lad. <laughs> Hard as nails. That he's getting lip wobbles every time. He was like, my lip was properly wobbling. Everyone's, everyone's going in. And, and it was... So on the stage, it was incredible. And then off the stage, even more so, it, he's, Jason's he's such a nice bloke. He's a really, really nice guy. So on the first day, I met him, and he's from Haiti originally. And um, we sponsor loads of kids in Haiti. So I've been in Haiti about four times. So I start talking about wow. compassion and the four kids that I've got out there. And he's really moved by that. And then he invites us to go and work out with him. So I don't know whether you know, he's like hench. So we go and work out. And honestly, I can hardly lift my arms after one of the workouts. And I, I work out as well. But I'm like, oh, my gosh, this guy's like a military zone. And they work out hard, right? But I, I kind of kept up with him and just, just had a workout. And then the night after that, he invited us out for his birthday. So he'd hired this club up in Glasgow. And we just, he just went out for the whole night. And, you know, we went to bed at like 3 a.m. on purpose. But bit by bit, we started to hang out. But also started to, to kind of, he started to see things in us. And his, his team started to see things in us that were like, you guys are different. We really like you. What, what is this? And it was just, it was literally positivity. So it was the Holy Spirit wow. moving through just us being upbeat, up for it. It's well happy. You know, oh man, nice to see you. Even to the point where um, the dancers, Jason's dancers and bands would come out in our set and stand in the pit, film us and be like, yeah. And then some of them wanted to come on stage in our last song. So we got them all on stage to dance for us. Wow. And they're Jason's dancers, but they were so moved by it, they wanted to express themselves in some sort of way, right? So, so I was like, this, this is incredible. And then one night, we, um, we got backstage, and um, they either book a club, and they have everyone there, and then they DJ, and then they get me up to sing one of the songs, one of our songs, to open for Jason at 3, you know, 2 a.m. in the morning. And we're just there, you know, just hanging out and just having a bit, a bit of fun. And, um, and uh we, so one night we had a bus party and all the buses pull up next to each other and, um, and I walk round to uh, it's about two o'clock in the morning and we're just about to leave and I walk round to the buses and, and I, I hear uh, to walk past Jason's bus and I hear this music playing and I stick my head in and I'm like am I in the right bus? and I pull my head out and I'm like nah put my head in again and um, his MD and his band are all sat on the stairs and Jason's at the top of the stairs of the tour bus and I put my head back in and I'm like yo fellas you're listening to Oceans by Hillsong. And they had no way. Shot up through their bus. And I was like, that's my world. Like, I, I, know, I know these guys. Like, I, I've, I, yeah, what? And, I'm, and I'm, st I'm stunned. And they went, oh, man, you know what? When everything gets too much and it all goes a little bit too hectic and, I don't know, we overstepped some lines. And obviously things were, you know, were going, were going on and there's lots of girls around and there's lots of other things around. And, so when, when it gets over the line, we, we hit the reset button and Oceans is our reset button with God. And wow. I was like, so I ended up standing That's there with them till 5am, stood there chatting to them. They're all asking my story, all asking, like, how did you become a Christian? Where did that all come from? And bit by bit, they'll come out and they're going, oh, we're actually pastors, kids. We all grew up playing music in church. And I'm like, wow. of course you did. Because everybody, everybody plays, where's, where's the best place to rehearse on a Sunday in church? So... By the end of it, we all stood in a circle holding hands. I'm praying for each one of them wow. as you go around. And it just started this kind of like, so I'm now, I'm really good mates with his MD, really good mates with his, um, with his uh, um, personal trainer, good, you know, good friends at him. I went to his house to write a load of music um, uh, about nine months ago in LA. Just welcomed us in, had to use this studio for five days. And it's just, 
it's just formed a relationship that's like we're not we're not mates mates but we we just he just acknowledges it and he's like oh yeah you guys were safe man you guys were sound on that tour and but all of his lads are fully like they turned up to all our shows in london they came to all the um illuminate stuff that we did at the o2 and they're like yo wow. you, you're a full-on preacher you are we want to get behind this and write you a load of music so they've been dripping bits of music through to me since right. and um and stay in contact so it's just been it's been incredible and i think that's that's the way to impact the mainstream and, and one time mm. we had uh we had a, a gig in in warsaw and um and the after show party that's that's um, walsall or warsaw because Walsall is just around the corner from here. Yeah, it was, it, was in, it was in Warsaw in Birmingham. No, it was in Warsaw, Poland. <laughs> right. And and I I I stood by the stage and by the side of the stage. And every night I would go out and stand, stand by the side of the stage with Jason's security, so that he would see that we're supporting him in a bit of a church kind of thing. You know, like at the front in agreement with him. You get what I mean? And I thought that'd be yeah. really important to do that. And, and so I'm going to stand and watch. So I did. He used to stand and watch. And at the very end of his set, he said, and it's, you know what his show's like? Lots of girls and lots of, um, it's not nudity, but just like stuff going on. And at the end of his set, he said, oh, thank you so much for coming out. We're family. Um, uh, thank you for being, for welcoming us, welcoming us into your home. And thank you for coming to church with us. And I was like, and I promise you, the whole atmosphere in the room changed. That the arena changed. Everybody started clapping, tears, and da da. And he's just saying, you know, a few words and stuff. You know, I went up to him in the club afterwards, and I was like, "Bro, you know, when you when you said that, I said, have you got two minutes?'" He's like, "Yeah." So I went through his security and into his little area. I was like, "When you said that, you you completely changed the atmosphere." I said, "You got this power in your voice to really speak life, and as soon as you start speaking life, it changes everything." You took it to church, and he goes, "He goes, yeah, I'm a I'm a church." He said, "You know, I'm a church boy," and and um. That, that's where I grew up. And, and I said, mate, the more you do with that, the more you can impact and change lives. He goes, oh, thanks, bro. Thanks for sharing that. Literally, little conversation for five wow. minutes, little conversation, five minutes. And he was like, he, he said, did it really change? And I said, mate, do you understand the Holy Spirit, right? And he goes, yeah, yeah. And I said, so the Holy Spirit impacted that room. It filled that room because you spoke those words. And, uh, and it was just life bringing. And I said, I was moved by it. And he was like, wow, flipping it. I need to do more. So don't know whether that's had an impact on him. Don't know whether that's going to go anywhere, but it certainly in the moment was, was a good thing to do. So we felt like it was a great space. It's so encouraging to hear you, mate. And I think like you, you, you can, you know, all I know of Jason Derulo is a guy who stands around half naked women going, Jason Derulo. Like that's, <laughs> that's all I know. Sorry for every, to everyone for singing there, but like, it's just so good to hear the gods at work in the mainstream media. And yeah, yeah. like, like we're, we're not sitting here going, Jason Derulo's a Christian. And do you know what I mean? But, but God's at work, and, yeah. and and I think you can you can watch the music channels and flick through YouTube and think, where's the hope and where's God? And I think, yeah. like, mate, what what you do in that situation is phenomenal. And, and and we both know that there are Christians working in that world, and there are Christians yeah, that are that are trying to represent Jesus. You know, our, our mate for that to tours with Wilkinson and you know, was going to and will hopefully continue to be able to post-COVID going to the, the biggest and best nightclubs all around the world. Yeah. And he's he's there on stage and he's a guy who loves Jesus and he's, you know, being being a light in what is a dark world. And I think yeah, yeah. I think it's so good. And I think it's important that we, we keep praying for, for people like yourself and, and like Adapt and praying for Christians, but also praying that God would move in people's lives. You know, I love, yeah. I love Stormzy and I love trying yeah. to just work out what God's doing in his life. 
yeah, it's just loads of Christian content and like like praying that these these people who have just huge influence in the yeah. world, hundred percent, God would move in their life. Um, and my I've I found this conversation so uplifting. I mean, I was I was already high as a kite after Liverpool winning the league anyway, mate. But now, <laughs> now I'm on another level. I'm like I'm oh, like no. right, let's go let's go and do a gig in the park now. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, we won't. But mate, <laughs> that's been so so. Um, just inspiring and um, yeah just really really good to hang out and chat and um, for anyone listening Lins, how can people find LZ7 on socials how can they listen to your stuff so basically every Friday night live um, from uh, 5 to 6pm we do a live set so it's kind of like a precursor to um, youth so you can, you can invite all your mates like go to LZ7 Instagram, go to Facebook live video um, literally log on and if you're there, invite your mates, share the stream, and you're, you're almost like a, a, like a positive culture carrier that's in the room. So like I said, I stood by the stage at Jason's gig, and I'm going, go on, mate, go on, mate. It's that stuff. So when someone yeah. asks a question, you can say, oh, yeah, Linz, what do you think about that? Or you can say, oh, you've responded, greatest adventure of your life. That's being in the room and being a positive culture carrier to kids that have never heard this. So we get anywhere from like at 1.50 to like 750 watching. And they'll kind of stream in, stream out, and clock on and clock off, and and we just, yeah. I just go for it and just chuck out a load of music. So if you go to LZ7 Instagram uh, on Instagram or LZ7 on Facebook and look up Cabin Fever, I'm actually turning it into a TV show. So TV show is going to go out on Freeview five to six pm, and then at six pm at the end of the TV show, I'm going to say I'm going to go Facebook and Instagram live now in the same studio. So if you prayed that prayer, jump online with me now. So everyone goes from watching the TV. It's been on previews in all the homes. It's in Africa and New Zealand and Australia and every, everywhere. They can then log on. And I'm, I'm stood there going, what's good, man? Just prayed that prayer. Best decision of your life. Where are you from? Everyone, Peterborough, London, Liverpool, blah, blah, blah. Is there a youth? So I'm asking, and it might be good for you, actually. I'm asking for youth and youth leaders to be in the room to then capture these kids and take them on the discipleship journey. Wow. So if someone from, from Birmingham or Hell's Own or whatever, and you're there and you, I, they can say Birmingham, oh, whereabouts? I live in da-da-da. Let's connect. You then take them to youth. So they've gone from, from LZ gig to, decide, to response and it's me that's kind of like this end of the angle scale all the way over to you guys as youth leaders and youth going, oh, yeah, now we've got these, yeah. these newbie Christians. So I just thought I'd chuck everything at the wall and see what sticks because if, if it doesn't work, we're going to try yeah. it. If it doesn't work. But doing it up here in the cabin, this is where I am now, um, it's kind of moved from just being like a half hour thing on them. I did it every night basically for, for the, you know, the depths of lockdown when it was really difficult. And I thought, no, we can do, we can do something. We can do something with this and then just see what sticks. So there's that people can follow that. If you jump on our, on our Instagram, you know, follow it and, and get involved on the live videos, but also get involved in the subject when they, when they respond, that'd be amazing. Right, that's so good. And it's your music, your music's on Spotify and Apple Music as oh, well. Oh, yeah, 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 all over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Latest single, is called, latest single is called Family. Um, look up Church Boy. That's a big drop. Um, I did a remix of Amazing Grace. That's gone well. So, yeah, it's just it's going really good. And then we've got another one coming out called Sound of the Weekend, which is a bit of a garage banger. You'll like it. <laughs> so, mate, thanks so much for joining us. And thank you so much for listening in guys we really love bringing these podcasts to to you so if you've enjoyed this podcast like send it around to your whatsapp group send it to your mates um, yeah. make sure you're liking and subscribing um, and keeping up to date with us don't miss a thing that's going on and we will catch you on another podcast next week take care guys Brilliant.